Welcome to another episode, Outspoken Champions, Outspoken Champions Media, the podcast, the way you got to be in tune with. It's your boy, Sean C. I'm back with another dose of that, joined alongside my boy, Happy Hour Nate. What's the vibes like? Oh, man, it's, it's so, so great to be on with you today, man. Uh, during these during these un, uncertain times, it's just good to, to kind of get into a conversation about sports. Uh, life in general and uh and, and and really you know just uh just where we are going forward and and uh talking about some of these these off-season stories hey this is the bottom line buddy it's quarantine and chill but we turn up man and that's what we're finna do this evening man because we ain't got nothing else to do but to hit you with that chip dip man, live you know what i mean and bottom line is we here today so you know i was watching had that coffee, did my workout, pop up. I start looking at stuff on my social media and I see Howard Stern and Tom Brady interview. So I said, let me tap in and see what the great, the GOAT, no, B12. Let me see what I'm talking about. Because if you go on Howard Stern's platform, things is going to get a little crazy. It can get a little rocky up there. You know what I mean? So I said, well, Tom is talking about sacrificing time with the family, time at home for the pursuit and the constant happiness. Oh, I'm, kidding, I'm sorry, of greatness, right? So I said, mm-hmm. about it, you do have to give up a complete lot in order to say that you are pursuing greatness at its highest level whatever your sports profession is and he went on to say how he looked at Giselle in a different light just because she held down the fort while he was away but that really wasn't the part that really got me it was like he says when I go when I go four months of the football season with her holding it down but when I leave the football season and now I'm just supposed to be at home well, then I kick in the gear to start thinking about being the mogul, Tom Brady. And so, Nate, I open the floor up to you. To, like, the question is, if you're in Tom Brady's shoes or anybody, anybody's shoes that's pursuing greatness like we are, do you feel that there's a balance for between home and ball if you want to be the best? Well, I, I would say, and to answer it simply and, and not be on the fence, no. I mean, when you're talking about a guy like a Tom Brady, a Michael Jordan. I got Larry a guy. Rice, Deion Sanders. I mean, uh, and yeah, throw, throw him out there. But I, I, in my opinion, I think to be great is to be very selfish. Uh, Kobe Bryant is another one as well. To be great is, is, is very selfish. You, As we all know, it's, it's hard to be good at anything in life. And we're talking about the, the elite of the elite. I mean you have to make sacrifices in order to be great. If you want to be a great surgeon, a great doctor, uh, let alone an, uh, a professional athlete, you know, the top 1% of 1% of all athletes on the planet, there's going to be some things that, you, that you're going to have to, you're going to have to sacrifice. And that's just, you know, it's a testament to uh, Giselle, not only Giselle, but a lot of the coaches, a lot of the, the trainers, all of the all the people that support us in trying to be great that, that being athletes i consider myself a part of that fraternity not a great athlete but uh i understand what it how, how hard it is to be elite and to be at your best you know you're talking about a 20-year career 
where you you constantly have to grind. I mean, you can't even. There's nobody even even of the elite, even of the good, that have reached that kind of success, sustained success over that period of time. So, I think with time was saying is just just really opening up an appreciation for his his team obviously his family his wife and, and his other support staff that has helped that have helped him get here and in my opinion i mean if you ask a lot of the greats i mean ask all these hall of famers particularly in the last 20 25 years when the level of training and uh, the amount of time and effort that they've put into taking care of their body and working on their craft it's gone up substantially in recent time because the money's gone up and so when you got that kind of money involved you have to put you got to put everything to, to make make sure you sustain that success and, and and maintain that bag and so you know if i was to answer the question i'd say you can strike a balance i haven't seen many of the greats do it i, I believe it can be done but it's extremely rare and extremely difficult in, the, in my opinion key, to be the greats. the key caveat to that all okay the key caveat to all of that is that he is saying not during the season right that i'm i'm giving up most of my time and i'm dedicating it to the grind but he's saying the off season after the i can understand maybe a portion of the off season you're hanging low you're doing your thing and i'm pretty sure he does do that too right he does take that time to unwind and have fun but he's saying he goes right back into the grind but for his afterlife for his career after football you understand what i'm saying so now the game changes a little bit more He's saying, I'm so dialed into to chasing that number one thing, and that's that buck, that I'm willing to give it all up. I'm willing to sacrifice it all for that. And that's a big, and that's a pretty big uh, indicator, you know, to me. That says a lot about who he is, man. And it, I mean, heck, I, I would I probably would trade my life for his, but I ain't trying to say that. You know, but uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm telling you, it's a lot of people, man. Tom, terrific. You know that that that's not a that's not a bad spot to switch off into, man. You know, good looks, supermodel wife, uh, all the money. I mean, he's dominated in sports. He, you know, he's a good looking, you know, six foot four guy. You know, hey, listen, man, you, you're not gonna get no shade from me for changing spots with Tom Brady. I'll tell you that. I'm just saying, man. I mean, I, I ain't trying to see it like that. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk about it a little bit. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, but sir. Anyway. I wouldn't say it too loud myself, but uh, not and from the comfort of my own home anyway. Hey, you hear me? So with that yeah. being said, now we get to look at where we sit climate-wise as an economy. We look at the climate of the economy, right? Tom's in good shape. And by the way, thank you guys for tuning in here to Outspoken Champions, where there's nothing, it is nothing more. I, I can't even get it out right. But this is the spot for championship takes, the house a championship takes, and we're here for you every week. Thank you for tuning in. With that, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into where the climate of businesses, economy, where that all sits right now. The Lakers, one of the biggest franchises in all the sports. One of the greatest. That's why LeBron's over here. He wants to cement his legacy. And in order for him to do that, Space Jam movie and uh, playing for the L.A. Lakers and bringing a championship to the Lakers is final touch. And it can't get any more magnified than where he is right now. But with that being said, 
the Lakers put out information, news, saying that they're asking certain senior executives within the organization to take a 20% deferment of their money, of their salaries, so that they can get ahead of not having to lay people off that work in the lower level employee positions within the franchise. So then my question to you is, Nate, do you believe that all the different organizations across all of professional sports, for instance, let me give you the example of if I'm a Zamboni driver for the Colorado Avalanche and the Pepsi Center puts out news that they're going to make top level executives take a step back off of that big dollar that they're making for a little bit so that the little man underneath could actually still have a little bit of financial security, not worry about their job getting cut clean and their wife ain't at home. Poppy, where that money at? They're always asking for me. Okay. So do, do all teams across all sports need to do what the Lakers are doing and can they do it? Yeah, I would say this. I think I believe that that is a that's a great approach for leagues that are in season now. So if we're looking at the NHL, if we're looking at the NBA, you know, that's that's something that nobody foresaw coming. And I think that's a good gesture, given that they're not going to be paying these players salaries. So you might as well. I mean, and I'm sure operational staff. It's a fraction of what players are making anyway. So I would like to see leagues that are in season move that portion of their of, of their payroll and and earmark that for operational staff you know people that are punching tickets etc cetera, etc cetera. now for teams that haven't started the season yet you know i think it's on a case-by-case basis i mean each one of these clubs is an individual individual business unto unto themselves and so they have to assess the situation based on where they're at their financials and again it's a great gesture but it's hard to justify sending out a bunch of money when you don't have butts in seats, you don't have people paying for tickets, and your TV and your ad revenue is down as well. Though they have those contracts are already signed, again, most of the revenue is coming from sodas, hot dogs, tickets, ticket sales, stuff like that. So to answer the question, I think on the one hand, if they are in season, I would like to see all of the clubs that were in season go ahead and pay operational staff through the end of the season. So that would probably be another you know, 30 to 60 days or so, maybe even as much as 90 days. Uh, for teams that have not started the season yet, I would be fine if they were to provide some sort of service that will allow existing employees an opportunity to maybe to help them transition into other other areas until they know for sure what the what the environment is going to look like once this thing settles down. And, and again, you look at most of these most of these sports organizations, they're affiliated very closely with other industries. I mean, you know, take take uh, FedEx, for example. The NBA put put sponsorship on every jersey. Got General exactly. Electric on your, on your Boston Celtics jersey. Western Union on exactly. your Denver Nuggets jersey. The Wish on the Lakers jersey. I mean, come on, man. Exactly. So, I mean, there, there, there are, I think there's enough integration amongst uh, there's enough integration with the business community and the sports leagues to help facilitate that without, you know, and, and do it without just a, a blanket handout. Cause they, I mean, obviously that, that is a, that's a part of the solution, but we, what we want to do is set people up for success in the event 
that uh, the climate stays this way for an extended period of time. And so you're not setting people up, giving them false hope like, okay, you know, everything's going to be all right. Nothing's going to change. You know, let, let's try to be realistic and, and give people a plan post, you know, NBA season should things kind of stay the way they are indefinitely. Mm. Well, I mean, the bottom line is if the NBA doesn't have a season, right, let's say the rest of their season gets cut clean. That would that would forecast for the rest of the world being on hold as well. Now, I did see something that in Korea, the baseball in Korea is getting ready to KBO is getting ready to kick off in May. So give or take, this may not be the worst case scenario. It is the worst case scenario if you're a gambler. Speaking of gamblers, hey guys, if you're into following spreads, if you talk spreads, give us a shout here on the DM on Instagram, Sean C, SeanBoy.tv. We'll talk about it. Pull us up on Anchor. Listen to the podcast. Send me your request so that we can get you on the show. We'll talk about it. We'll take your championship takes on the next episode. But what I'm talking right now is you you look at the NBA, the NHL, and college basketball. Those were all in season before we got hit with the pandemic. Now, the NBA, mm-hmm. let's say if MLB is able to propose a... 32 game season somewhere towards August or so right when it logistically would look sense for the world to get back to some type of normalcy why couldn't the NBA do it then as well now that is that giving teams like LeBron and the Lakers a chance to reset get healthy because here goes even more news speaking of the avalanche what if there was more tested positive people on the on the Lakers right now, so maybe they aren't getting ahead. What would you say? Because I, I wanted to tell you that the Avalanche had their third player tested positive for the COVID nineteen, and I think there were a few yeah, that, and, and that I, tested positive as well. So, like, are, are the Lakers really getting a chance right. to reset and get ready for a playoff run? Well, and see, I think that's the question from a logistical standpoint. You know, how can we guarantee that the competitive advantage is, is kept, you know, kept protected when everybody's kind of isolated doing their own things? So that's the question that has to be answered. What kind of ramp up period do we have? Do we do we put kind of a, a, a mini preseason in front of a restart where, where guys can get back in and get acclimated, you know, kind of have a, you know, modified that's, two or three week preseason mini camp, something lot, like that. Man, to, do, to go back to getting right back into a season. Without, I mean, that's a great idea to implement another preseason, maybe a little five-game preseason. Ah, this is crazy. But yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. That's that that's why a restart is going to be so tough because everybody's kind of gonna they're going to be operating at a different level of fitness just by nature of you know who's to say that the Lakers, the oldest team in the NBA, you know they're going to be able to bounce back right with. You know, a team like Denver, who's one of the younger teams in the NBA, NBA, they may be at a competitive advantage. They can train at elevation. They're a younger team, all that kind of stuff. Maybe they don't have the the, the positive test that the Lakers have. I know the Warriors, they, they have some issues up in, in San Francisco. So all of their facilities and movement is going to be restricted at, at, at a level that's, that's different than other teams throughout the country. So 
you know, it's a tough question. I think that's that's where the guys with the big bucks, you know, that's that's why they make the money. Uh, I would like to see whenever they they do start restart, I'd like to see the that the season finish. Period. Um, if they have to start it in November and we modify the season where we just pick up in November, December, and we say, okay, NBA playoffs. I mean, it's, it's gonna you know it's gonna be an extension of of last year, and let's just go ahead and move it forward from there. I, I would be fine with that. And then we start 2021 or, you know, whenever the following season is, we started when it's the appropriate time to like do that, so. Like Dollar Bill um, said, this whole thing's making me nervous. Making me nervous. Me nervous, what? if Man. I had my money on the line, as for you, I was saying for you handicappers out there that are listening, please stay tuned. We will have episodes talking about the spreads once we get back to that normalcy and the lines are out. Stay tuned. Now spoken champions, right? But here it is. If I got money lined up on the Lakers, I got money lined up on a on a playoff on a playoff game. Am I really content? Am I happy with the with the the finished product that's on the court? Because you you watch a seven game series. I'm the you know they've been showing the highlights and just showing games on ESPN lately, right? Going back tonight, they're actually going to preview. They're actually showing. Uh, the Miami Heat and uh, San Antonio Spurs game seven, one to watch, right? But if you watch, I watched the game seven mm-hmm. between LeBron and uh, Steph Curry when Steph Curry and were up three and three to one, right? Everybody's tired. You get the game seven, the product in the NBA Finals is that it's. It's at its highest, but then it's at its bet is at its worst point as well because guys are tired. Their legs are worn down. Let's say if you've been through three series and they all went six, and now you're in game seven of the finals, cats get tired. You know what I mean? So is the product watered down at that point? Well, I think I think no matter what happens, no matter what happens, going, we we have to look at the, these whatever season we're in, given whatever sport we're in, it's it's not gonna, it's never going to be a normal, it's never going to be a normal start and stop and restart. It's just how we navigate it at this point. I mean, even even if we do pick up the NBA season, we modify the MLB season, NHL, etc. It's always going to kind of be an asterisk behind it, right? Like that—that that was the COVID season where play was disrupted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that—that's just how it's going to be, and and we have to live with that. From the from a gambling standpoint, I don't know whether or not the big uh, the big gambling houses are returning those bets, or you know what they're doing with that. That might be something we talk about as well. Uh, when we talk about the spread. Well, I, the I was in the middle of a, in the middle of the the. The conference champ, I mean, the conference uh, basketball tournament, Big East Conference basketball tournament, St. John's and whoever they were playing at the time, game gets cut short. They bring them in at halftime. Everybody else yeah. done canceled day tournaments. We're about to suspend play as well. And boom. Now people did get their money back if you had the game. If you had the first half, ooh, you might have lost your break. Now, it just depends on what type of the, what type of the fish you want, and I guarantee they didn't return people's money for that. Now, um, because there is no there is no friends in the black market of Vegas in Atlantic City, and every other city that's allowing sports gambling. And here it is, you know, we got to a point where they actually found ways 
to approve the sports book to then use that money to fund projects around the state like Colorado adapted the plan passed the bill in order to take the revenue from the you know from the marijuana sales they're adding okay and, and and you know this is what I call a vice tax right I mean there is no and this is outspoken champ- champions you get more than sports over here you get all kinds of content man so so I mean you know we'll, we'll, we'll start we'll start one place and we you know we might just go somewhere but please believe you're gonna get that good information either way but when it comes to gambling marijuana you know I, I don't i don't care what it is there's also there's always going to be a vice tax and so we we knew that the men the government they're going to get their cut when as soon as they legalize marijuana we know they, they they're going to kick that back they're going to rewrite it for schools roads, everything, whatever they have to do to ensure that they tax it. sports everything so that's why why you think they they didn't got to the point now where they said Okay, with this internet thing going on, it's no way we really we really can stop gambling. It's not just in Vegas. This ain't ni- the same nineteen seventy four, where you gotta take a flight to Vegas to place a bet. You know what I mean? Or, or get you know get with a, a, a you know a shady character in order to place a bet. It's everywhere now. So, government saw that. They said, okay, we want in. We're gonna legalize this for y'all. We're gonna we're gonna give y'all a set of regulations and rules to to follow. Uh, and oh, at the end of the day. Yeah, we want some yeah, of that my, too. My so, David so, Stern, you know, we, I mean, not David Stern, but uh, Adam Silver said, we're going to go ahead and open this up. Flood, floodgates got to open up on sports mm-hmm. gambling in the NBA. We're, we're partnered on side, your sports book. And obviously he's seen the vision. He knew that the times of the past had to fall. It's time to adapt the new way. There's money all on the black market, cryptocurrency being bet on get you got no idea. So, you know, it, it would only be right. intuitive of these leagues, these commissioners, Roger Goodell, C League, MLB, I don't know the NHL com- uh, commissioner, I apologize, but all of them. Gary, Gary Bettman, Bettman, Gary Bettman. Yep, and Gary now Bettman. I won't forget it, but with that being said, all those people they got to know, they got to catch this wave, and they got to ride it. The money's on it. Now, we just had the money. Well, well see, now... It, oh, no, I was going to say now, well, see, a couple different things we know about sports now. They're under underwritten by TV, TV contracts, gambling. That's going to be the new revenue stream. So the old model was, okay... If we can get a bunch of people in the seats, that's our best revenue stream. Just get get people in the building. Now we know, and particularly with this COVID thing, um, I was listening to a podcast this week in, in startups. Y'all check it out if y'all into startups, Silicon Valley talk, all that. They were talking about that we're going to move into what's called Generation V, where everything's virtual now. So with that being said, the, the different revenue streams, they're no longer, you know, kind of the old school mo- model of me taking little Johnny and Susie to the to the to the basketball game and, and spending two hundred dollars on, on hot dogs and popcorn. Now with the gambling aspect of it, the streaming rights, the T V rights and advertising rights, these are actually underwriting these leagues. Yeah, but bottom you can't, line but now. you can't so, think that you know what? I mean the game the game is the game. Fans make the game. And guys and people aren't gonna not not go to them of games, course. man. We're not doing that. No, no, no. 
see what I look at that that's the that's the cherry on top now versus that being the cake the cake now is why these guys are getting paid the money that they're making just like when we saw that boom in, in salaries a couple years ago that was based on the TV deal that ESPN did with the NBA they gave them a crazy TV package which which they now regret but ultimately what that spawned were an explosion in contracts because they had there was more money in the pot now it's like man you mean you you add an additional billion dollars in terms of revenue to the league that money has to go somewhere through collective bargaining so you have it's, it's all a trickle-down effect the same thing is going to apply when it comes to gambling there's going to be additional revenue streams that's why you see them now starting to advertise on the jerseys kind of like the euro leagues have, have always done you see the wish foundation on the laker jerseys um gge it, it, it's all a, a, a way to generate multiple revenue streams for the for these leagues so that they don't have to depend on solely just on the paying customer coming through the turnstiles in order for their bottom line. I mean, and that's the, I mean, so that's the bottom line, right? And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold bars. Anyhow, anyhow, (laughs) I think about all that we just said just now. And it's like, is there really, I mean, is there really not about to be any sports this year, 2020? That looks ugly. 2020 with no sleep. Man, that like, looks terrible. I never thought I would see That's what terrible, life was man. like without sports. And this is it. If you walk, if you walk with handicapping. We really live in it right now. It's like a, it's, it's, it's yeah. like the oh, Twilight yeah. Zone, bro. Yeah, it's the Twilight No, it's like the Twilight Zone outside. I'm, I'm looking outside, man. I wouldn't pick my, uh, just, I, was, I was at the airport. I picked my dad up the other night. And I couldn't believe it. There was nobody in the, I mean, no cars, not yeah, even police officers out there. Are y'all bugging? You shouldn't even been wild. in the airport. What y'all doing? Well, hey, you know, Pops, Pops had something to do, and so I needed to pick him old up school, and get him to the crib, man. Old school player so said, that was, hey, hey, Yeah, old, old school player. Yeah. He's going to get done, but he yeah, has to got, get done regardless, and he's going to leave it in God's hands, you know? <laughs> he gonna leave it in God's hands beyond that. So, I hear him, man. You know. Well, hey, folks, we appreciate you guys for tuning in here. Outspoken champions, happy hour, Nate, in the building. You know, Sean C. Yes, the movement that y'all need to be in tune with. The wave is us, man. Outspoken champions. Till next time, episode three on the way. Like, subscribe, tell your friend, tell your grandma, let everybody know this is where the championship takes is going down. We out. All right now, peace.